Post 82 was brought to you by Game Time, your new go-to app for the best deals on last-minute tickets. Did you know King's ticket prices tend to drop right before the game starts? Game Time tracks prices in real time from thousands of trusted sellers, then shows you all the best last-minute deals with prices up to 60% off. More than 12 million fans have downloaded the Game Time app and discovered the fastest, easiest way to get into the game. There are tickets across all major leagues and teams. So head to the App Store or Play Store now to download Game Time and score awesome deals on last-minute tickets. Hello, everyone. This is Jason Jones. What's your post-82 podcast following the Kings' 122-112 loss to the Portland Trail Blazers at Golden 1 Center? Kings dropped to 0-2 while the Blazers improved to 1-1. A lot of things, you look at this game, Damian Lillard, it was Dame time. He did what he does. Killed the Kings in the fourth quarter, finished with 35 points, 5 rebounds, 5 assists, 3 steals. Pretty much did whatever Portland needed for them to get the victory. Hassan Whiteside, former King, one of my favorite guys who's come through here, found success, of course, after leaving Sacramento. But he came through big, big third quarter, finished with 22 points, 9 rebounds in just 26 minutes. So he also can throw in there. Anthony Simons came off the bench for uh, Portland, dropped 15 points. C.J. McCollum, 19 points. Portland shot 54.1%. Did what they seem to always do against the Kings. Good effort. Take care of things. Uh, Portland was down 7 late in the second quarter, about 3 minutes to go. Closed the half out strong to tie the game and then just took over in the third. Outscored the Kings 37-27 in the third. Took it from there. De'Aaron Fox led the Kings with 28 points. Also had 6 rebounds and 5 assists. Buddy Hill had 21 points. And Bogdan Bogdanovich came off the bench to add 16 points. And one major note from tonight's game that just should be noted, uh, De'Aaron took a hard fall late in the fourth quarter, driving to the lane. Rodney Hood was called for a flagrant foul one on the play. De'Aaron fell hard with 2.34 to go in the game, came out, hip was sore. And actually what De'Aaron did was he did his media first. So he could get upstairs, get some treatment, try to have that hip ready for tomorrow night in Utah. Looking at this game, what did I like from the Kings? I liked that De'Aaron Fox looked like the guy the Kings need him to be for this team to be successful. Had a career-high 14 free-throw attempts, so that means he was attacking, he was drawing contact, taking contact, and that's what the Kings really need from him. They need more of that as he continues to progress and grow as a player. That ability to get to the rim, draw contact, get the other team in foul trouble, that's going to pay off in the long run, even if the Kings are 0-2. That's something the Kings need to see. What else did I like? Tonight we got good Bogdan Bogdanovich for the most part. You know, he came in, first shot was trying to go over a 7-footer. That didn't go too well, but overall, he got a lot more of his shots in rhythm. A lot of those shots came through the offense. It looked like as opposed to him trying to go one-on-one and create on his own, which is not what the Kings want to see him do, especially get some of these longer, more athletic teams. So those are two things I liked from the Kings tonight. What did I not like from the Kings? Uh, where do we begin? <laughs> Defensively, like I said, Portland shot 54.1%. You're not going to win a whole lot of games in the NBA shooting like allowing the team to shoot that way. It's just not going to work. Two games this season, both teams they've played, uh, Phoenix and now Portland have both shot at least 50%. Kings just have to figure out some way to get more stops. You can't continue to do this if you want to eventually become the playoff team. Some of these guys talk about they want to be. It's easy to talk about being a playoff team, but one thing you have to do is defend. And right now, they're not defending at a level that would make them a playoff team down the road. 
still early, but you think about back to last season, the way they ended the season after the All-Star break, just bad defense a lot, looking a lot like last season's defense right now. And even with the additions to the roster, there's a lot of guys from last season's team who were part of that bad defense. So maybe we should expect it will take a little more time for that defense to turn around. What else did I not like? Once again, the Kings came out after halftime looking like instead of getting ready for the third quarter, they were taking a nap, I don't know, checking their phone. They do not come out with the necessary urgency in the third quarter. This time they gave up a 12 nothing run to Portland to start the third, and Portland never trailed again, never looked back. Kings made a run behind Fox to get it close, but you need more to start the third quarter. You can't come out like that. You would think at home there would be a little more energy as opposed to what happened in Phoenix, but same story. You get outscored 37-27 in the third, and that pretty much decides the game for you. And if the Kings are going to continue to sleepwalk, oh, yeah, it's not going to be good for them, especially heading to Utah. Utah got their heads handed to them by the Lakers uh, tonight. They won't be in a good mood, so the Kings need to really kind of buckle down. Buddy Hill mentioned getting running to the locker room, getting there earlier. Luke Walton mentioned getting your mind right, kind of like a reality check calm down, mentally prepare for the third. I don't know what they need to do. Yoga, burn some sage, whatever you got to do, do it because this team cannot continue to allow teams to get going the way they've let teams get going in the third quarter these first couple of games. And it was also something they talked about a lot in the preseason. Again, another problem from last season that is spilling over into this season. So it's only two games in, but long term, the Kings really need to kind of buckle down in that area, work on that and figure something out because the way the West is every year, but this year it looks like it's going to be even tougher. You don't want to keep piling up these losses. And before you know it, you're one in three, oh, and four, one in five, you know, you don't want to have to dig yourself too big of a hole to dig out of. And they can start digging themselves out of the hole if they pull pull out a win at Utah. But that's not an easy place to win. And unlike last season, the Kings kind of surprised Utah probably with the way they played. Utah's waiting for them. So the question becomes now, as for the Kings, where do you go from here? What do you look to do? What do you need more of? One thing they're going to need is uh, they need more consistent bench production right now. With Marvin Bagley out, you're really looking at a nine-man rotation. And right now, that, that means Trevor Ariza, Bogdanovich, Rashawn Holmes, and Corey Joseph. And the bench was, was uh, you know, Holmes, I thought the King gave the King some good minutes tonight. You know, he had five fouls in 17 minutes. But I thought he had some good energy and the Kings really need. I thought Corey Joseph was solid. Bogdanovich had a better offensive game. Trevor Ariza continued to struggle with his shot and missed all four of his shots, uh, including uh, three three-pointers. So they're going to need some more from that bench, especially with Marvin Bagley out for four to six weeks with that broken thumb. The Kings got a little more from Dwayne Dedman, and they're going to need more of that going to Utah against uh, Rudy Gobert, who is one of the best centers in this league, not even arguably the best defensive center in the league, you know, the reigning defensive player of the year. They're going to need their bigs to really show up because they were dominated by Hassan Whiteside for stretches tonight, especially in that third. So they're going to need Deadman, who tonight gave them six points and eight rebounds and five fouls and four turnovers. They're going to need more from him going forward, especially without Bagley, because one of the plans this season was at time was to play small with Bagley as a center. Without having Bagley as an option, they're going to need Deadman to kind of step up, be more of a presence. Give them a little bit more. And that's also going to fall on Holmes and Nemanja Bielitsa. When Holmes and Deadman were both in foul trouble tonight, the Kings had to use Bielitsa as a center, and Harrison Barnes even played some center tonight when they went small. And going small was a strategy to 
try to get Whiteside out the game, but all that did was give Damian Lillard, you know, license to do what he does. And he just went off with Whiteside on the bench. And probably one of the funnier moments of the game is Whiteside standing up on the bench while Damian's shooting a free throw, pointing to the wrist. You know, we all know what that means. That means it was Dame time and the Kings fell victim to Dame time again. So going into Utah, those are the things I think the Kings need to continue to work on. That's what I see them needing to build on. And if they don't make a few more strides soon, you're looking at 0-3 with Denver coming up on Monday. And that's a, another game that's uh it's a top West team. This thing can get to 0-4 real quick. So that's all I got for everyone tonight. You can hit me up Twitter, Mr. Underscore Jason Jones. If you want to laugh at Instagram, it's at Mr. Jones LBC. This is Jason Jones for the Post 82 podcast. I will catch up with you later after the Kings play the Utah Jazz. Take care.